cliffcentral.com Where does the future of South Africa rest? APSA and the Growing Up Without a Father Foundation believe in the hands of its youth. That's why with gender-based violence fast making the country an increasingly unsafe place for women to live in and robbing women and children of possibility, both APSA and Growing Up Without a Father Foundation committed to hashtag stop to start. A series of interactive workshops and football-themed activations aimed at changing behaviors and mindsets. More than 1,000 young men and their teachers were positively impacted by these, proving again that APSA is a purpose-led organization that brings possibilities to its customers and the communities where they operate to life. Gareth Cliff spoke to key stakeholders at the Soweto leg of the activation to find out more about this initiative. Jenny Moore GM for Brand, Design and Group Functions Marketing at APSA explains how hashtag Stop to Start is one of APSA's priorities in playing a role in putting the basic building blocks in place to ensure that young South Africans have the opportunity to reimagine their futures. Well, let's talk about where we are today because we're sitting in Dobsonville Stadium in Soweto and this is the venue for something really special that's happening. Most people in December are thinking, oh, holidays, family, a break from work. And here ABSA is making a difference in a place where we know one of the biggest issues, not just here but countrywide, is gender-based violence, the fact that so many boys grew up, grew up without fathers, so many boys grew up without good male role models. And we know the importance of this, and it's something that I think many people will be surprised about. But once you've explained the reasons why APSA is involved in this, they might not be so surprised anymore and they'll realize how maybe more people should be involved in what you're doing here today. Who are these kids? Uh, what's the story? How did you guys get involved? Give me the background. So it started a couple of months ago when the whole theme of sexual and gender-based violence really came to the forefront uh, around about September, October. And I think it started to enter the national dialogue and as an organization, we firmly believe in, in this notion of bringing possibility to life. And what we believe is that when you're a victim of sexual and gender-based violence, that's robbing you of your possibility. Yeah. And, and we wanted to be part of stopping that. We, don't, we, we cannot stand for that happening in the communities that we, that we live in. And so we started with an initiative called Hashtag Stop. Um, you may have seen some of that activation through I see our wearing the badge. Wearing the badge, we're very proud of this as a as a colleague engagement platform, getting right. our own people to engage through the He for She pledge. Okay, but what, what, what is the He for She pledge? If you just want to give us some background. So the He for She uh, program is a United Nations program. And we've taken that stand within the organization right the way from our CEO, Renee van Weyck, down to say that men in our organization are standing in solidarity with women. We're standing, they're standing up to say no to violence. They're standing up to protect women mm. and, and fight that fight. But it wasn't just about what we do internally. We also believe that we need to play a shaping role in our communities. Right. And so we need to do something. We can't just watch this happen 
And part of that was starting the hashtag stop movement, which was about creating awareness. Often we see these social issues rise up in popularity for a short period of time, then they disappear. And we said we don't want that to happen with this. It's important enough to keep this conversation going. And that's where it, that's where it started. But having a conversation isn't enough. No. So you've got to start doing something. And what you're seeing today is our first step in being part of the solution. Well, it's incredible. You, you've got a, a bunch of kids of various ages here, but they're mostly young boys. And they are here to meet some of their heroes, um, soccer stars, people in the community who've already you know, raised their heads above the parapet and kind of done ex- extremely interesting and, and, and very successful things. So there's, there's some people to look up to. But there are also workbooks. I see you guys have got some speakers here who will hopefully, like Charlie Peterson, be able to engage with these kids on some emotional level, um, to connect with them about the things that have made their lives sometimes very difficult, sometimes less than optimal in terms of home life, family life, school life, how they see themselves in society, what they think of themselves from a self-esteem point of view, how they identify and you've got a little workbook here, which I've, I've, I've paged through just a moment ago. And it really does dig deep. I mean, a lot of this stuff would be, would be difficult for people who think they're okay to deal with. And if you can start asking these questions at the right age, it can really be the beginning of healing or the beginning of progress and, and defining yourself much later on in life. How did you put the program together? So as a bank... We don't believe that we have all the answers to solving these issues, and and we need to work with the experts. And so this um, engagement with the foundation, with Charlie Peterson's foundation, growing up without a father, really just all fell in place at the right time. What we were looking for was someone that we could work with that understood these issues, that understood how to reach the children. And our role in that was to create the platform for that to happen. So within this foundation, we found what we think is a really great um, program that, as you say, touches on some of the issues that these young boys face on a daily basis. And our objective out of this is to really affirm a positive identity, to say, boy, child, you're worth something. You have worth yeah, I mean, especially because what we're seeing in most of the media uh, reports around gender-based violence and all the rest of it is that men are trash, that there isn't a place in society for strong men anymore, that unless, you know, you're raised by just women around you, you're going to be a horrible man and there's toxic masculinity. I mean, the inverse is probably true, but the fact is that a strong guy doesn't have a lot to look for, to identify with in the modern mix of stuff that's going on out there. What's brave, I suppose, of, of, of ABSA in this respect is the fact that you guys have, have tackled this very difficult, sometimes very controversial subject, and you've decided to get involved. But a lot of people would ask, why a bank? Why would you want to take you know, the trouble and time to get involved in an issue which is maybe not so obvious? It doesn't have to do with finance. It doesn't have to do with money. It doesn't have to do with people's ability to save or to spend or to use a bank or any of that stuff. Um, what, what is the purpose for ABSA being involved in this? I think it comes back to the fact that we believe fundamentally in our organizational purpose, that everybody has some innate possibility or potential within them. And we want to play a part in bringing that to life. We 
it goes beyond the products and the services that we deliver. We right. see ourselves having a broader social responsibility to be involved in part of making those solutions come to life. And, and this is one of them. Um, you have kids? I do. Okay. Boys? I have three boys and a daughter. Wow. Okay. So then you're well placed. I mean, what kind of a world would you like your boys to grow up in? And what kind of boys would you like them to grow into when they become men? I... I think my husband and I have spent a lot of time instilling a sense of potential within our boys. We want them to grow up believing that they have a positive impact on the world and they can have that. Likewise, we make it a big focus area in our family to know how to treat a girl. Um, the old age of chivalry is still very much alive in our home and, and I believe in it firmly because it's not about subservience but it is about treating a woman with respect and showing her that you respect her in the little ways. Yeah, and, and for, your, for your daughter, I mean, what, what do you think the world of the future is like for girls? I think unless we start to do something right now, the future is pretty scary. And I think that's what gives me the energy to be doing this at this time of year. I want to be part of a solution that says my daughter can go out in the big wide world and not have to watch over her shoulder every moment. That she's not going to be worried about every man she encounters. Is he going to beat her up? Is he going to abuse her? Is he going to commit some sort of atrocious act that she has a positive world to grow up in? Well, thank you, Jenny. Pleasure to see you, and thank you very much for what you guys are doing. I think it's tremendous, and this will, this will obviously be something which can live on and, and, and speak to that purpose that you, you mentioned earlier. Thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you.